Hello, Wigs and Snatchettes, and welcome back to another episode of the Snatch Podcast. You're here with your lovely host, Hewitt, and I'm joined by Latoya, uh, the, as I said, the queen of Jalof, uh, I, I think the breaker of the, the breaker of chains, the mother of throwing shade. I'm trying to reference kind of like, again, the Game of Thrones, but shade, it's not really yeah. working. But as I said, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the Snatch Podcast. Um, if you're not following us already, please feel free to follow us um, on on our Instagram at Snatch Up Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, obviously drop us an email, contact at snatchpodcast.com. You can listen to this podcast on Apple's iTunes, Amazon, and equally SoundCloud. And we're so excited to welcome you back to another episode of Tales of the Timeline. Um, and this episode, I think you already know it already. What we do is normally look at, you know, what timelines, informations on either LinkedIn, because LinkedIn's turned into almost a proper social media platform now, Facebook, Instagram, uh, so Twitter, messy. Reddit, uh, and we just have a bit of a conversation. But and it's worth thinking the same premise this episode. But we've actually decided to yeah. dedicate this tell the tales of the timeline some yeah. more dilemmas. So a few of these dilemmas have been dilemmas that we have come across uh, on uh, the timelines of people. Uh, but then equally, we've had a few or one or two um, uh, dilemmas that were submitted as well. So this is going to be kind of like a dilemmas tales from the timelines kind of special which we're really excited uh, to get in uh, to it with <laughs> you so i'm gonna uh, throw it over to the two he's gonna take us through the first um uh dilemma that we have um yes. so take it away toya okay so they start off with sorry for the essay it's okay boo write as much as you like um so i've been seeing this guy for three months although we're not exclusive yet we're going steady enjoying each other's company been on several dates met each other's friends etc but his ex of three years is back from the USA. They broke up at the end of 2020 and he is going over to his ex's place up north for the weekend in February. So sorry, we're a bit late to your um, <laughs> dilemma, but we hope it was okay. Because now we're in March. We have to do a proper special <laughs> shout out that so the sorry. title of this, this episode is yes. referring to this dilemma 100% for the Wiggle Snapchat <laughs> listener. Damn, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> to pick up some stuff that he left there when they were living together. He lived with his ex and his ex's family. Wow. I asked him if there's any chance they could get back together. And he said no. But I don't know what I should do or how to react as it does bother me. Well, since this has now happened, um, I hope this advice we can Literally. give you. Yeah. <laughs> can support um you do you want to go first some yeah advice? no for sure I mean I think it's great that obviously you know you've been seeing each other for three months you said it's going really well but you're not exclusive yet you've gone to several dates and you're meeting each other's friends so it sounds like you're um heading in the right direction which is hmm. awesome um I ain't gonna lie I would be bothered also I would yeah. absolutely be bothered also I think you know what it is his ex for three years back from the USA, broke up in 2020. What year are we in now? 2022. <laughs> I yeah. almost get confused. So there yeah. has been a long period of time where actually, you know what, hearts have probably been mended and people have mm. moved on. Um, however, I think it's just the weekend staying for me, that's a bit of an issue. Like, mm. if not being funny, but you know, you broke up in 2020. This dilemma was submitted in 2022. So it's almost been kind of, well, I think it's fair to say, 18 I, yeah. months to kind of 
yeah, about a year, 18 months, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so depending on the value of the items, if that was me, I would just leave the items there. Like, I don't really need no. them, you know? I don't really need them. Unless it was like, you know, I mean, Mad, maybe like an Alexander McCone, uh, McQueen coat or like a pair of Christian Leans <laughs> or something like that. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 the keys to my yard, then yeah, 100% yeah. I'll be meeting up with the ex to kind of get that back. But I think, but you know what, to be fair, I know I just said all those examples and they're quite materialistic things, but it depends. If they're sentimental mm-hmm. value, then 110% said you should go and get your things yeah. but I wouldn't yes 100% I'm with you on this where I feel a bit triggered with the person staying for the weekend I think especially where mm. you know three years back in the in the USA you're saying man with the with with the with the ex and the ex's family as well I just think mm. it doesn't set the right precedent and I think mm-hmm. that irrespective of how long you've been broken up for I think when people come back into the same space and you have the same sense, you see the same people and it's like the same feeling mm. and stuff like that, it brings back a, like a sense of nostalgia. So like yeah. that you're putting yourself in a bit of a situation, if I'm honest. Mm. So I, I, I'm with the individual in terms of what they, that they are bothered. I would, my advice to you is, I'd be like, you know what, you just need to have that conversation of like, well, why are you staying mm. around every weekend? Unless, you know, if the person's positioned the ex as like a really good friend but even then I just think it's just a little bit uh. Mm. um and I do understand that obviously where you're not exclusive then potentially that individual the person you're dating doesn't feel that they owe you that that's true and really and truly do do they um Mm. and vice versa at the same time though I think it's really important you know so I think but I understand the reason why you're triggered I would advise you to have a conversation with the individual and be like, look, mm-hmm. this is how I'm feeling. I feel that it's just a little bit like, you know, you've got tenure and there's history there. Um, yeah, that doesn't work. I mean, not being funny, mm-hmm. can you not just meet up in a mutual place, collect your stuff and then go? Like up north, you don't have to go to the house. Like, no. Or furthermore, if, if, if I'm honest, posting it will probably be cheaper than going up north. It would be though, wouldn't it? It, would it depends on how much stuff there is. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, it depends on how much stuff it is. If it's like one or two things, I'm sure like posting it is going to be cheaper. Like if yeah. it's a couple suitcases and I'm like, okay, cool. But I would say jump on the train, go up north, meet in a coffee shop. Hey, how you doing? Mm. You're right. Cool. Da, 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 da. Yeah, might have a conversation depending on how you, this person and their ex broke up. But then, yeah, just keep mm. it pushing and come back. Yeah, definitely. And south. I mean, look, I don't know how much people attach sentimental, sentimental, senti- what is the term? Sentimentality? <laughs> sentimentality? Sentiment? I don't think that's a word, but I'm not too sure. You know, I can't talk for fucking shit. So, sentimental things too. <laughs> yeah, like how much do you, att- sorry, how much do you attach sentiment to mm. items? Because I don't. Like, I'm not that kind of person. Very few things that I attach um, emotional connection with items. Mm. Like, I I think everyone's been in that position where they have stuff from their ex-partner. Um, I think I just posted everything back. Um, and whatever I didn't keep went to the charity shop. Not in a bad way. Like, because for me, emotionally, I have to cut off everything. So I don't want any reminders. I don't want anything. So it's all gone. So for me, where I find it strange is that the ex has been gone for three years. Mm. So this stuff has been collecting dust in his parents' house or her parents' house. I'm not really sure. No, his ex, sorry. His parent. No, we don't know if it's a male or female, actually, the ex. I'm not actually sure. It could be a man or woman. Yeah. 
So I'm not really sure. So their ex stuff. So the stuff has been sitting in their ex's house for three years, basically, while they've been gone collecting dust. And now you want to go and get it. Why don't you just frame it as it is? Your ex is back in the UK. You want to go meet them for a cuppa, a drink. You don't need to stay at the house. You can stay at a hotel. You don't need to stay in the family house. Like you said, it's all going to bring up all those sentimental feelings from the past and nostalgia. That doesn't need to happen. But I totally understand, especially I agree with you, if there's no, um, there's been no confirmation about what this relationship is, then technically he doesn't really owe you anything. And that's why I'm all for when you step into a situation three months. I'm not waiting for three months. After two months, we're talking about where are we? Where are we going? Is this getting serious? No, really? I think you have to ask. I think you can ask, but I think two months is too soon. Do you think so? 110%. I'm going to no. let you finish. I'm going to let you finish what you're saying and we'll get into I think, that. Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe as a woman, but maybe some women might agree with me. But for me, after two months, I feel like I'm going to ask where it's going. Um, Like when we say exclusive, do you mean like because they're not exclusive so are they seeing other people mm. or are is it that they, they're not exclusively dating each other mm. which for me at three months if you're sampling my naan bread I think that I need you to not be sampling other people's naan bread so mm. that we, there's some exclusivity so I feel like for me personally that I think people sometimes need to be a bit more vocal about what they want at the situation where it's going and you haven't done that so when you haven't done that, he doesn't technically owe you anything. Like you could go and do, you could go and sleep with his ex as many times as he wants when he goes up north. Because where is the exclusivity? He could do that, realize it's a mistake, and then come back to you and say, "Okay, I'm ready to be exclusive." Now, what are you gonna say? Mm. Because the conversation wasn't had before he went. Or I don't know. Maybe you did have it because yeah. obviously we're a bit late to this dilemma. So maybe you did have it and you told them. Um, there might not be a chance to get back together. So maybe they haven't at this point. But if it bothers you, you should say something because I think like it can be difficult because you don't know where your position is. Yeah. But I think it's okay to say that it bothers you. Like I've been in that situation actually and I expressed it after the fact because I didn't really realise that that was what was going on. Mm. And after I expressed it, I think there was some understanding that like it's an irritant and there was some reassurance that there's nothing going on there but at the end of the day you know maybe trust your gut if you feel like something's going on here and even though like 2020 like we've been in this time vacuum haven't we mm -hmm. so 2020 is a bit of a, a weird time mm. i don't know it's not that far ago long ago to be no honest. it's not that long ago and i think obviously we were in the height of a pandemic as well in it so i think that that really tested quite a few people like in terms yeah. of themselves and equally their relationship so i think that definitely potentially had a big part to, could have had a big part to play in yeah actually how it actually happened in terms of the break. Sorry, I just realised I read it wrong. They were together for three years. He hasn't been gone for three years. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So they've been together for three years, and he's but okay. So three years is a long time. Um, I mean, I think the maths is depending on how long you've been together. It takes half the time to um get over them. That's apparently the maths. Okay. So a year and a half, they should technically be over them, but um yeah i don't know mm. i'm sorry babe i just this is not a nice situation to be in mm. no one wants to feel like the rebound or the consolation prize but i think you just need to speak up yeah i think speak up and see what they're obviously saying as well and yeah. i think gauge actually where their view where, where they're at in terms of um you know the exclusivity and if they are not where you are at then there's your answer and then you know what 
there's plenty more like cocky in, in the, the sea. sea. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty more. Plenty more. In dick the is sea. dick, bruv. Like, dick do you know what I mean? <laughs> really? Is. <laughs> get dick, get bad dick. Yeah, yeah. It's all dick. It yeah. doesn't make any difference whatsoever. All that matters is like they actually care about you, respect your feelings, yeah. and you know. I think we always like. I think people sometimes want this like fairy tale, and it's all gonna be like. I've been watching Love Is Blind. Okay. Don't see me. I finished it. Did you watch it? Absolutely not. Okay. Love is. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay, but if anyone watched the reunion, um, I mean, I don't really love them, but Vanessa Lachey, who is Nick Lachey, they're both the hosts. You know, do you remember Nick Lachey? Who's married to Jessica Simpson? Do you remember Jessica Simpson when she had that show on MTV? Oh, good, yeah. Nick Lachey? Yeah, do you remember Nick Lachey? So he's now married to Vanessa Lachey. And they are the hosts of Love is Blind. Right. And she made a really good point about the fact that, you know, she didn't expect to be anybody's second wife. You know, she didn't expect that was not what she thought was going to happen. And I think some people need to, like, accept that sometimes you're not going to be somebody's first, like, Mm. first person that they fall in love with or the first person they do stuff with. This, it's an okay being the second because if you are the second, sometimes you come in and you bring in so much love and joy to that person. And, you know, you don't have to worry about them comparing you to the, the person they w- was with before. Like they have that memory and they have all those bonds and all those things, but you're there to create new bonds. So sometimes you mm. don't need to worry about the ex because they don't mean anything anymore in the same way. Agreed. So that's my advice. Agreed. But watch Love is Blind. It's really good. You're <laughs> a little bit of PR there. I love it. A little bit of PR. For Netflix. But no, I'm going to want to go back to the six month the exclusive thing because I'm quite interested now to hear kind of like your oh, view. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying you're, what you, you say you're basically saying in two months into a relationship you would like to know what where is the where where is it going? If okay. You don't have to say like I think I need because the thing is right too many people. Mm. How do I say this about some like judgmental auntie? But it's okay to be uncomfortable with a situationship. Like, it's okay to be uncomfortable with somebody not making you their partner, their girlfriend, their boyfriend, their permanent person. And I think sometimes people are afraid to be vocal and say, no, actually, I really like you a lot. Like, I really care about you a lot. And I would like this to be exclusive. So for me, personally, my advice is to women. I'm going to say to women, because especially we're on the clock sometimes. People want to get married. Mm. After two months... You need to have a conversation because at that point you've had several dates, I would assume. You may mm. have already opened up your, your, your nan shop, possibly. Um, you <laughs> know, maybe like he or she has met your friends one time. So, you know, they've done the social setting. Um, you're kind of getting a taste for what the person is. Because after, when do you say the honeymoon period ends? Six months? Sometimes, six months? yeah. I think six months the honeymoon yeah. period is done. Yeah. So imagine six months of a situation ship. Some mm. people would be doing six months of, so let me get this right. You go to each other's yards, you have sex, you mm. go cinema, you do crazy golf together, you go Nando's, you know, you've been out to the club together. So you do everything in a relationship, but you're not in a relationship. You're not mm. committing to each other. And then suddenly you're surprised when there's another girl or another guy on the scene. Why are you shocked? Like, there's no confirmation of what the situation is. Unless you're comfortable and you're not looking for anything. You're not looking for commitment. You're just looking to get a leg over. And that's all right. Mm. Sometimes that's what you want as well. But I do think people just need to be a bit vocal. Maybe two months is too early. I'm happy to I think, take you know what? numbers. I'm, yeah, for me, I think it's about, <laughs> I think six months is blessing it. 
I mean, hubby, yeah, I think, yeah, 100%. I sit by the six months. I done six months. Oh, I, wow. I, I, I had to. The reasons why I think six months is important is because actually, yes, you're in the honeymoon period, etc. You're dating. Yeah. You go. Let's say if you go on maybe one day a week on average, right? One yeah. a week on average. This person needs to understand actually who the real you is in that six months. I don't think they can give mm-hmm. a, get a good grasp of your actually your character in two months. Okay. They need to understand this is what you look like on a bad day. And this is what you look like on a good day. This is, and when I say look, it's not necessarily from an aesthetic perspective, it's more from an emotional and spiritual perspective as well. Mm. They need to understand this is what you're going to get. I think you can have countless, like I I do, there's some people that have their two months, okay, what are we? And I do think that a conversation needs to happen in terms of like, you know what, we are, um, I'm not checking for anybody else. Yeah. So, I'm exclusively dating you. So you need yeah. to know that I'm not going to be dashing my cocky in somebody else and vice versa, <laughs> right? You need, to, you, you need to know that, right? Yeah, yeah. However, um, I, I, I think people need to be, sometimes I do feel that people are not sure when they get into relationships and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And when they jump into a relationship, then two, two, now, a couple of months later, the team broke down and you just like, well, what happened? You should have take your time to understand, have you got the mm-hmm. capacity in order to do this? And some people mm-hmm. might disagree with me and some people might agree, but I do feel that some people like to run too much into relationship and these yeah, relationships will cause you more stress because I think that's what true. I need people need to understand is relationships is a nicety, it's not a necessity. Oh, it is it is though it's a nicety it's It's not a necessity but i do believe in actually taking time because i've been there in the past where i have ran into relationships in Mm. under two months and then Mm. actually realized four months into the relationship this is not the actual relationship i want that's more Mm. painful to have that conversation with the individual it's more painful to put yourself through that so i always agree people need to take their time to understand this is what you want and you know what if the other individual wants you to claim it and you're not ready then you need to have that open conversation but listen yeah. i'm not too sure yet so i'm cool for us to like we could we can I move because i don't yeah don't don't wait around for me because yeah. as i said time don't wait for no man in it like so yeah time don't wait for nobody so if it's not like don't expect the individual and i think don't, don't expect the individual to wait for you to make the decision if the individual knows yeah. what they want go out and have what you want and get what you want because that's yes. really important. So that's just, yeah, that's just quite interesting. I don't disagree. Like, I know, honestly. Well, I, I agree with you in terms of like the female. I think for females, yeah. it might be different because obviously I there think is. It is a bit different. Yeah. But I think that also you don't have to, let me rephrase this. You don't have to say the person is your girlfriend or boyfriend. So I totally agree with you about that, mm. like not rushing in. But I think it's about the exclusivity because I think what tends to happen is. I say tend to, but I do think it does happen where you're not the only one Agreed. and you work that out, you know, later on because you don't have that conversation that like there's multiple girls and multiple yeah. guys or both sometimes on the go. Yeah. And you're not aware. So the thing is, it's okay. I think sometimes, I think from a female perspective, women can be very timid and very afraid to be upfront about what they want because they don't want to scare the person off. But someone mm. who truly loved you and truly wants to be with you will not be scared. Mm. They will respect the fact that you've come up and said, this is what I want from you. Yeah. Um, even if we're not quite there yet, I just want you to know that are we going in that direction? I'm not seeing anyone else. Like you said, I'm not, you're not seeing anyone else and we're just focusing on each other. So, you know, because then what happens is 10 years, you're in a situationship, you know, next thing, three, three minutes later, he's married to someone else. You didn't even know that was coming. Mad. Oh. 
next dilemma. Lord God, next dilemma. <laughs> this next dilemma is basically pulled from a timeline of Reddit. So if anyone okay. is not looking at or following Reddit or go on Reddit, Reddit. is it Reddit, Reddit, right? It is Reddit, yeah. yeah. Reddit it's actually man. really cool. Um, oh. I don't like the interface, the look of it. Sorry, Reddit, I do love you, but I'm not trying to come for you. Interface but, like, is horrible, right? Yeah, it's horrible, but it's actually really quite great content. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the strap line, I'm going to try and like give a top line summary of this dilemma okay. because this person went in like they were writing okay. a thesis like literally <laughs> right but the strap line was my girlfriend is cheating on me and i need some diabolical ideas for revenge duh, duh, duh. <laughs> So basically, this guy's had a girlfriend for about six months. He wasn't necessarily invested in the relationship at first, but he really wanted, um, because he didn't want anything serious. But, you know, she gave him, like, she challenged him, gave him some feedback. So he really started to take care of her in terms of paying more attention, calling her each day, Mm -hmm. taking her out and all that, et cetera, et cetera. I thought that's just a a, a given, but I I get it. I understand. Um, And then he basically said that one day he noticed that she had Tinder. um, She received a gift from a, a boy who was a friend that she said um Mm -hmm. she basically removes him from looking at her insta stories but doesn't block (laughs) anybody else um he went out of town or went out of a state because i think i'm guessing this person might be in america went out of town went out of state um and she was like he was like oh what are you doing she was like oh i'm gonna go to sleep tonight etc etc but lo and behold he was told by his friends that she was out in the club shaking her tail feather um so he also decided to make a fake Instagram account. So after he's got all this information, he's created a oh fake Lord. Instagram account to then follow her and the messages, mm-hmm. they're exchanging messages. And basically she's been sending videos of pics of, of, of her to the fake Instagram account, which is her actual boyfriend, etc. So you know, you know what the, the thing is. So she's in pure investigation. She's in a pure investigation. So, if that was the case, I think there's two things that okay. No, there's, there, yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's two things I would say. Uh, okay, Eve, what would you do, right? Okay, and is revenge still a thing in today's day and age? Because I, mean, I think back in the day, I think uh, back in that the '90s, right? And I know this from like having older friends and mm. having older family members as well. And it, I mean, look, everyone, everyone is, everyone has it in them to cheat, right? But yeah. some stories that family members have told me is that they would seek out revenge. Like we're mm. talking about cutting up people's clothes and throwing it in bin liners outside the house. We're talking about putting <laughs> dark That's and awful. lovely perming cream on man's faces. We're talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're that's the extremity of revenge we're talking about you're gonna cheat yeah. on me so i'm gonna get my ultra dark and lovely perming cream and put it on your face and run up your face that's the type of revenge we're talking yeah. about so i didn't know if that is still a thing is it now so the, as i said the two <sighs> questions i got for you yeah Toya, is what would you do if you were in that situation and am i the man who's yes so i'm the boyfriend yeah, yeah what would you do in that I situation mean... To be quite honest with you, there was, you know, this is like another Reddit response I saw that was really good, but it's very similar to this story where the it was actually a woman and she found out she completely ghosted. Like, and I, as in, she came home, she saw them laying up in the bed, she just closed the door quietly, picked up her keys, she blocked his number, she told all her friends to not tell him where she was, she moved out of state, she changed jobs. No, not like so. He could not contact her. She basically completely ghosted 
from the person's life. So she didn't even follow up to say, I know what you've been doing. She completely disappeared. And I feel like sometimes giving this, this girl really likes the thrill of whatever she's doing. Like it's really obvious because Mm. from when you're putting up (laughs) Instagram stories and possibly knowing that his friends can see she's into the thrill of doing what she's doing. And I don't think that's the case for everyone that does this nonsense. But I think for this girl in particular, she loves the attention. She loves you giving her the attention as well when she comes back around. The fact that he has said he's still willing to marry her, that Im- that tells me you don't love yourself. Mm. And I don't really know if after six months, if someone's behaving like this after six months, what are you expecting from them? Mm. Are you willing to be like a walkover Mm. she's treating you so badly so i think revenge like in this day and age because now when people take revenge it goes all over tiktok and bloody social media Mm. i don't know i'm scared of like losing my job (laughs) (laughs) people might be like yes bad bitch but i'm like i don't know i don't know if i could do that i think i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a like a karma queen i sort of believe like I feel, sort of believe karma deals with people in its own time. Mm. So I'm not really sure if I'd want to... I don't know if I want to do that. But what diabolical... Like, what revenge can you take? She's already embarrassed you so badly. Like, what... You, you said you're still willing to marry her. Mm. So therefore, I'm, not, I'm confused. What, what revenge... I don't know, because I was looking at some of the timeline, obviously the responses to this post yeah, on the timeline, saying? and they were basically saying, a lot of people were saying, actually, you know what, just ghost her, da, 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 that's yeah, the best yeah. form of revenge, et cetera, et cetera. Other people were just like, you know what, confront her face to face and say, this is what, this is the evidence that I've got, blah, blah, and just make her squirm. Other people were saying that, you know, you should play games and play it cool for a period mm. of time and then wait for a particular moment to then drop it in a really, like, I don't, I, it's going to be very, it would just be really interesting. I think if people trying to marry her i mean my advice one of my advice could be i say you know pretend that everything is normal a-okay buy a little ring go to an expensive oh, dinner no. and then when you open the box so she thinks that you're proposing to her but these times they you're hotting her up in front of that restaurant to let everybody know that she's a serial <laughs> cheater yeah 100 percent. i said it i said it i said it right so i think so there's quite a few kind of like um ideas for kind of like revenge i think you know what there is the whole ghosting thing i do feel it's too easy though i think that's too easy for the individual that's too easy that's too easy because Mm. these times what about if they have the same mutual friends but that's what I'm saying. This girl that did it, like, she could afford... She completely moved out of state. So she told yeah, all this her is friends. True. So she literally disappeared. She said to her family, do not tell him where I am. Yeah. Like, don't say anything. She So she left her keys on the counter. She walked out. And there was no way... But I mean, if that's my house, that's absolutely not going to happen. But, but, yeah, but, yeah. The thing is with me... I think I would because if I... If, let's say if I was in this situation and the person yeah. had... A, we all have mutual friends... No, you know what? Because I would want every single time they see me, I want my face to remind them of them being a failure. <laughs> no, I do. I do. And the wickedest joke of it, but you know what the killer is? You know yeah. what's more powerful? Being present, but being silent in comparison it's to not being present yeah. and silent, right? Yeah. Because actually you yeah. can't, but when you're present and you've got nothing to say, that, that's, 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 that's that's yeah. a little bit that's indifference torture. is way more powerful than hate. 100%. I always say, like when you stop caring, honestly, it's like a weight as if it's off your shoulder. Like you don't care. Like do you boo? I'm doing me, but yeah. this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. no, for I sure, agree. for sure, for way sure. More. 
I would definitely, yeah, I would, um, yeah, I would, yeah, I would do that. I feel so, so, I, think that's I feel so like, wow. And in this day of social media as well, because you, you just know. Like, I think I've seen similar where someone printed out all the social media, um, the DMs, they had all the printouts and gave it to them in like a, uh, a Valentine's Day card. The card was covered with all the DMs, Ooh. like the front cover of the card. That's creative. That's very that's creative. very creative. That's a quite but time that's like a level as of well. like psychotic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Slight level of psychotic. Do you think so? I, I think mean, that's quite creative. It's very creative, but I mean, I'm just saying, like it's it's quite a lot. But I think I'm with you about indifference. I think sometimes it's or being present but not being present. Have you ever? Have you ever? Um, like you know, done some revenge. Some revenge. Yeah. don't maybe not directly i feel mm-hmm. like sometimes the best form of revenge is living your life like yeah. your best life like i've never done like direct revenge but i feel like if someone um wrongs me mm. or um tries to come for me then mm. like the best revenge is like my success like i'm happy and i'm doing well mm. it sounds so perfect doesn't it but i've never i'm not like an outwardly nasty person so i would never do anything that bad but sometimes I feel like what's my favorite one of my favorite quotes I have these quote these um daily instructions it's by apparently by the Dalai Lama but it's not really but it's like 20 instructions to life Mm. and one of my favorite ones is learn the rules so you know how to break them properly that's Mm. one of my favorite quotes and I feel like sometimes when people do stuff to you like it's not really worth like like there's so much information I have on so many people and I've just, this information just sits in my head. I haven't done anything with it. I've not planned to do anything with it, but if I felt like doing something with it, I really could, but I don't. Mm, mm. I just feel like what is for me personally, I know some people feel like they've got to get out. <laughs> they've got to get the revenge, but I don't, it's really, either it's really sad or really good, but I don't care enough. Like I really do not care enough. Mm. Like I've got so many, so much better things to think about than, someone who is irrelevant to me like you're literally irrelevant to me as soon as you do something to me and you're cut out of my life I don't care Mm. so I'm not going to spend my time thinking about revenge but I know for some people like it might make you feel better to do that I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but at the end of the day when you've caused that destruction and you've caused that revenge is it really going to make you feel better Mm. like does it still take away from the pain or whatever it is that they've done to you does that still work i mean i've had to box up a few people in the i need years. to let you know that it does i have i think I have it gone does to a few physical fights in the last couple years yeah <laughs> I just, have, yeah. and i felt good about it yeah. <laughs> so I, I i mean i i had to because actually like some people were doing ultimate disrespect yeah and i thought okay well you know what me being polite and all that's not working for you so yeah. let me just show you what i really mean when i'm angry <laughs> I'm, I'm about this life i'm about this, this life is and I, it's not, i'm not proud of it i say that but i feel like i've had to really um if you don't want me to be that bitch because i'm not genuinely then don't push me to be yeah. that bitch because i won't otherwise you pushing me to a point so for me personally I feel like maybe it's the lockdown. I have less fear. Like if someone pisses me off, I have less fear. So for me, I'm not going to do revenge. Let's do it right now. I have time to talk about it. Let's do it right now. Like, sorry, my husband got annoyed with me because he said, he said, I'm not prepared to fight your behalf. I said, I'm not asking you to fight my behalf. Why are you walking down the street looking at me and my child? So I said, what the are you looking at? What the fuck are you looking at? The woman, 
and I said it again. What the fuck are you looking at? She had to turn around quick time. I don't care. Yeah. I will tell yeah. you again. School kids, why are you pushing in front of me with my Easter card? Where the fuck are you going? Move out of my way. I don't care. I'm not asking anyone to defend me. I'm not asking anyone to fight on my behalf. Yeah. But I think sometimes people need to know that your slap is mightier than your word. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, no, you know what? I I, I hear you. I think there are definitely <laughs> some similarities there. I think that, um, the, as I said, you know, the silent, being present but being silent is powerful, yeah, right? Yeah. And I do agree. Yeah. I think some people have more of the inward, the inward energy in comparison to outward energy and some people just yeah. get really highly emotional. I think it just depends on the relationship at For the sure. time because actually I'm referring to, I know we're coming back to this dilemma, depending on the yeah. relationship and actually the yeah. connection you have with the individual, I think would determine actually how I react. I think if I'm Absolutely. quiet, if I'm quiet, it's going to be a wrap at some point. Because when, mm. I, when I'm quiet, I've got more time to think. And when I'm thinking, <laughs> no, no, I've got more time to think. Yeah. That's the worst thing. The worst thing is if I'm quiet, I've got more time to sit out there and think and formulate my plan and formulate my 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 comeback not when i say plan not something i'm gonna like destroy burn burn other people in the yard i'm not talking about that (laughs) but in terms of the conversation that we will have right whereas if it's a if it's quite a reaction then i haven't had time to think from that perspective but i do appreciate Mm. that it could be a little bit emotional but yeah no sometimes i don't really like to i don't class myself as being combative some people may argue that i am i don't think i am i think i'm just quite straight to the point some people don't like the truth um (laughs) it's true some people don't like the truth but i agree with you in terms of like don't i'm I'm not normally a bitch but i'll bring out that bitch for you today today. i can't say that i've had um that i've been i've I've done any like revenges on exes or anything like that because you know and to be fair i think i've been cheated on in the past i haven't necessarily Mm. done uh uh, yeah i haven't taken any revenge i think what i have done well i think yeah the goat will be present but silent i've done that quite well where i've still Mm -hmm. been stuck around still seeing the same people and I think that just kills yeah. them um mm-hmm. but yeah when you push me then we can have the conversation but it's just not going to be very nice no Sometimes you so have to have the conversation. I think to, to and, and I think you know what to, to your point so I think nowadays nowadays like with the rise of social media and stuff like that <laughs> you can't really get away with anything in it like you can't really cut out people's clothes because you know you can cut out people's clothes um, do you know what I mean? Put perma cream on their face, but I don't really know what happened. You can't really do that. Oh, like it's back in the nineties. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we're yeah, not encouraging yeah. anyone to do any sort of violence or damage to anybody's properties because yeah. um, that's not a good look. But yeah, it's quite interesting um, that post in terms of any diabolical revenge tactics. I was like, wow, that's yeah. a bit deep still. Um, but we hope that this okay. listener, <laughs> obviously they're not I listening because we found this already. They're not in jail. But, but, they're not oh in jail. A hundred percent. Oh God. So the last dilemma um, is what many multiple people can relate to. So it's a work dilemma. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is submitted. So let us know what you think. Uh, My boss is nice, but really slack. We get along really well. We've hung out on the weekend to watch the football. But when it comes to Monday, Mm -hmm. I find his approach to work really lazy. I keep having to bail him out, but there's been no mention of a pay rise, just promises of a point after work. Wow. Um, What do I do? I like him as a person, but not as a boss. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. The work one is hard. We've all been there before. We've always had that one boss that is just crosses and fuckery. 
when it comes to Monday <laughs> to Friday. No, I'm going to be open and honest. Being crosses Monday to Friday, nine to five. They don't do nothing. What they yeah. do is they will potentially, because they want to be a yes person, right? Mm. They don't even consider how much pressure is being put onto the team. So they accept work because it makes them look better for mm-hmm. their superiors. So it's just like, I, we've all been there. I, for me, mm. all my bosses are my bosses first. Yeah, and my friend second. I don't really go out yeah. with my managers on the weekend. That's something mm. that I don't feel comfortable in doing because the weekend yeah. is my weekend. So I shouldn't have to see anybody from work unless they actually are part of my friendship circle, right? Yeah. But these times I would never have my boss as my friend no. because they're in a position of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I think that the lines start to become a little bit blurred. For this person who submitted this dilemma, I would like, listen, I think you need to stop going to watch the football with them on a weekend and drinking mm-hmm. pints. And I think mm-hmm. you need to now start to change the relationship to it to be strictly professional because it yeah. seems to me that whilst it sounds like you have the maturity and the capacity to be able to go out with them on the weekend, but then actually mm-hmm. when it comes back into the workplace, be put quite professional and yeah. you have the maturity and equally the skill set to bail them out mm-hmm. of sticky situations. But it seems to me that your boss does not. So yeah. I would start, uh, you need to flip that relationship because your boss clearly doesn't understand that they're in a position, a managerial position, a leadership position. So they have an accountability. And furthermore, mm-hmm. the responsibility you could be responsible for delivering the work or accountable for delivering the work, but they have a responsibility to oversee everything else. So I do feel that, yeah, you need to have, I think, yeah, take some time to think about how you need to flip that relationship because that doesn't sound like a healthy one. And we just said there's been no mention of pay rise. Pay rise just (laughs) promises or a pint after work. Are you actually trying to mug me off? Like a pint (laughs) is really going to help me pay my bills. Is it, well, I, I can so imagine it as well. Like, oh, thanks for that. Oh, I'll take you for a pint. I'll take you for a pint. My, bye. What? No, I don't want any more pints no. from you. What I want is a pay no. rise. Money. That's what I want. I want a pay rise. Money. I want promotion. <laughs> I want some yeah. recognition. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that relationship is starting Ooh. to, it seems to me that this relationship is starting to become a little bit unhealthy. Yeah, for sure. I think people um can blur the lines and it's not, it's not hard to do, but you can blur the lines between friendship and um acquaintances is two very different things and of course you can have your work friends that you're really friendly with mm. um but you also have to understand that you're like you said colleagues manager first this that is the first relationship that you have with each other outside of a work setting and what it sounds like is happening is your boss is abusing the fact that you not get along outside of work so it's like, oh i can imagine like oh mate do you mind doing this to me or mate do you mind doing that for me what am i saying mate like they, they could not be from london but do you know what i mean i'm mate. just imagining the yeah scenario. In fact, mate you know, trying to be cool and down with you, but mate, could you do this to me? Or you mind sorting this out? And all those could you just moments that take half an hour, an hour, actually taking away from the job that you're supposed to be doing. And they will get the praise and the recognitions from executive board, Mm -hmm. from the senior management teams, because they're appearing to stay on top of the tasks that they're meant to be doing. So you, like you have said, you need to actually put in new boundaries about what your relationship is. Fine, go for a cheeky pint after work or watch the football on the weekend. But understand the fact that when you start putting boundaries in, that might change. Mm. They might not have that situ- that um, relationship towards you and they might start changing the way they act. So therefore, make sure you have everything in writing in case you need to go to HR. In case they start, you know... Always. Have it in writing. Yeah. But, and also... Pull out your job description. Yeah. You can say, 
hey mate, like, you know, can we have a quick catch up about my job description? Cause I'm a little bit, you know, concerned about some of the tasks I'm doing if they fall in or out of my, my job description. And the thing is, what you have to be careful with some job descriptions is I love, there's like a sentence sometimes they say, and any other tasks that fall <laughs> into the scope of the work, this is sometimes a sentence they like to put in there, which means they can ask you to do other things that are outside of your main job description because it supports the objectives or goals of the team. And so you need to maybe get clarification of what does that mean? Because me having to do this task on your behalf or set up this presentation for you or just quickly send you those numbers, it's taking time out of my work day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some some bosses, unfortunately, they are nice people, but maybe they're not as motivated in the job. It's money for them. Mm-hmm. They want to get paid and they want to be done. They've got a way with, you know, maybe not doing the most work, um, always having people ready to kind of pick up where they're not doing the job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they that's not being called out. So if you feel like your manager's not doing enough, it's okay to go to HR. It's okay to speak to their boss mm-hmm. and say, you know, just wanting to flag a few things. I'm not really sure if you could have a chat with this person because I feel like, you know, I'm having to pick up on quite a few things. That person may not be aware or they might be aware and they might have told the, you know, your boss to like delegate these tasks out, but it doesn't sound like they're tasks. It sounds like you're bailing out things that they're supposed to have done. Yeah. and Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that, you know, it's really interesting though because I do feel like, I feel that the whole role of like mm. a manager mm. and or a leader or whatever, right? Is changed so much over time. Mm. And it actually is quite crazy where I do feel that in quite a lot of organizations, I think there are quite a few managers who operate like this, where mm. they have been rewarded, not based on merit, but actually because of who they know and mm. uh, network, not based mm. on, and it's not even about, to, for me, I don't believe it's about the skill set, you know. I actually think it's about, it's not about the hard skill. I think it's more about the people element, right? Yeah. If you manage, if you're in a position of management, you mm. it's not, no longer is it about the technicality because actually you've got your direct reports about the technicality, right? However, yeah, what yeah. you do need to do is be able to stretch their thinking, support them in a, mm-hmm. to achieve their goals, their aspirations, help them learn something new, not necessarily by you being more the expert, but actually just about you asking the right question and getting them to think differently that's that, that's, sure. that's that's my view and yes I know this is yeah. very much of a HR talent development uh, <laughs> uh, example but actually you know you do have some crosses people that are in big positions yeah. that are like this and you're just like really like I think you mentioned it before like I think we were, it was one of our first episodes when I think the, our, workplace. the workplace all this for a check yeah. if you haven't listened to yeah. all this for a check that's episode we three season one all the old dinosaurs need to just step out like <laughs> That's true. Do you know what I mean? And I know we were, we, were, we were referencing almost like MDs and CEOs and whatever, but there's a lot of bosses that I like that. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I think that you need to reestablish 110% like the boundaries yeah. in this relationship yeah. and understand this is what my expectation of you is as my boss and what's your expectation. Yeah. I think you just go in there and have a conversation. What's your expectation yeah. of me? And then match their, their expectation, your boss's expectation to your actual job description. Absolutely. Because I think going back into your point, like actually, I think therefore that opens it up for a bigger conversation that Mm -hmm. can be quite challenging. But I think that at least gives you a level playing field 
where you can obviously move forward 110 percent 100 percent. because I think some bosses sometimes they fall into management positions and the kind of like you said about the people skills and the soft skills about managing they don't actually know they do have the good technical skill and they have good maybe outside out oversight of the things that need to be done but maybe not how to manage people Mm. and bring out the best in them so actually your manager might be very knowledgeable about certain things to do with the job that you do, but may not know how to, like you said, get the best out of you. Mm. And also they're using your technical skill to bail them out of the things that they don't know how to do. Cause they know mm. you can do it maybe efficiently, maybe more quickly, um, maybe better that they can, than they can do it. I think it is hard managing relationships between yourself and a manager always have a level of transparency where possible, Sometimes you just have to be a little bit more blunt about like how things are affecting your workload, how, you know, you're feeling day to day within reason. I think, you know, sometimes I've seen in past work situations where I feel like some colleagues have been not in my current job. I just like to be very clear in my some of my past, job, especially when I was a teacher, some people were too transparent with what was going on in their personal life. And you're sharing all of this with somebody who will turn around sometimes and say to you, do you think that that's affecting your work? I have a firm rule that it's on a need-to-know basis. When it comes to work, it's on a need-to-know basis. It's like, do you need to know X, Y, and Z? Probably not. Like, mm. some days, you know, as a you know fairly new parent, I've only set three hours. Does anybody else care about that? No. So I don't need to be sharing that I've only had three hours sleep. Because if you start sharing like, oh, you're not getting enough sleep and, oh, do you think that's affecting X, Y, and Z? No, that might not be affecting. It could be other things going on. Mm. But I think people sometimes share way too much at work. Way too much. Like, if you share it with your friends, that's cool. But do you need to share that with your manager? Maybe Mm. not. Mm. Maybe don't share all those personal things you've got going on. Because, you know, some managers are really good. They're nurturing. They'll take that into account but make it beside the point Mm. others will make it the point and say actually you're not performing well because this is going on oh they did mention to me that this is going on maybe that's what's affecting their performance I've seen it too many times and because I saw it with my own eyes what was being done and people being victimized because they were sharing things that were going on in personal life for me it's a, it's a rule yeah it's you know what sometimes you need to just keep your mouth quiet in it like keep you know what just but just button it up like don't Quite be enough. so open you know 100 yeah. and as i agree yeah. with you like definitely i yeah. need to know spaces and just be mindful as well because sometimes you know what i think trust is a big thing in between yeah. a direct report and a line manager relationship and yeah. if you don't necessarily feel that you've got that trust then you know what these times there you might just need to just be keep quiet it yeah keep yeah. it cute keep it mute yeah. and then just don't press on do you know what i mean yeah because sometimes definitely. when you're too inner enough like you know it's when you know enough and yeah. you're, you're there disclosing your business it will come back to about you in the arse because these times they just managers don't have your best interest in heart because these right. times they it's about business 100 and that's what people need to remember you're replaceable a number you are replaceable your number like all well and good getting your leaving card and your chocolates but then when they've employed the <laughs> let me tell you something if i leave my current organization you know, i want more than a, a leading kind of like chocolates you know they better just make sure they listen i want a whole organization and that's why i want a collection okay i want a couple books blood sweat tears and anxiety has gone into that organization so i expect nothing less to come back to me 100 percent. sorry 
So when you get your leaving gift, gift, sorry, when that new person starts, you know, the following week, you're forgot, you're forgotten about, you know, that person is now stepped into your role and they're doing what you used to do. So, you know, it's like you said, the um the loyalty is to the business, it's to the objectives, yeah. it's to the goals, it's not to you. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't take pride in your work. I do think it's important that people take pride in their work, especially during this pandemic. It really has opened up my eyes, to, opened my eyes up to your job is not everything. And I think for me, definitely, I have learned to compartmentalize. This is work. When I finish, close my laptop or finish my commute, I'm done. Like I'm out of the office. I'm not thinking about it anymore. And I've worked very hard. I think I've achieved it now. I don't think about it when I leave work. But I think it also can open up the fact that not everybody approaches work in the same way mm. to you. And you might not realize that when you were in the office, you might not have seen because everybody's, you know, busy typing away, got their headphones on or whatever. But I think it can really expose working styles. And maybe what this has done is really exposed the working style of your boss because maybe you didn't notice. I'm assuming there's probably been a bit of remote work going on. Yeah. Like you, you probably didn't. Because when someone just emails you, can you just? Could you just? That they're not they're not thinking about the time it takes when they're next to you in the office and they say, "Could you just?" They'll probably come over to say, "Oh, I know you're really busy," or if you've got some time later on. But over a remote conversation, mm. there's no consideration of time. Yeah. There's no consideration of like that could take you half a morning. That could take you some of the tasks that I've I've worked on. Some of them have taken me when I calculated sixteen hours out of my week. Oh my god, sixteen hours on one task. That's crazy. That's literally crazy. That's nearly half of my working week. I just feel like people don't always understand. Yeah, no, and they absolutely don't really not. Know. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely have the conversation. I'm very sorry you're going through this. Your boss is nice, but sometimes what does nice mean? People like to say this. They're nice. What? Because they smile. They say thank you. They brought you a pint. What's nice? You know, what? I, I... Think it's, it's, I think it's more about fair. If the rest is fair. Yes. Yeah. If the person's fair and they're consistent, I think for yes. me that supersedes nice. I don't need yes. I don't need you to be chummy chummy with me because these times there, I've got my own friends in it. Like I really don't need any more friends. I don't want to go yeah. out and have pints with you lot because it's not being funny. I don't want to talk about your boring life, nor do I want to talk about work. <laughs> no, it's true, but I don't. I don't. And I'm sure you don't want to know about my boring life because these times there, we're like chalk and cheese. <laughs> Fundamentally, we are chalk and cheese. Let, let's yeah, really talk about it. Like yeah. the, I've I, you know, I've been like I've had managers where we are very different and difference always mm. is actually quite nice because I do yeah, think yeah, yeah. actually that the quality of the work is better because I come from, I from one lens and they come yeah. from another lens. So where I might not necessarily be very like, you know, detailed in terms, I'm more conceptual, visionary, this is what we can do. And actually they're able to make it practical. That's cool. Mm. I've learned that over time. So, but the reality that I don't need you to be nice. What I need you to be is fair and be mm -hmm. consistent because I mm -hmm. can't have some of these one minute you're cool next minute you're not next minute, because yeah. that I can't I can't operate like that like because mm -hmm. I don't like the um, unpredictability of the situation yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's one thing that I can't because I'm like I don't know which person I'm going to get right now so <laughs> no you, it's true though with it because you're like okay cool you know what? I can flex to you if you're going to be a bit cold and a bit more process I can do that yeah. I can be a little bit more performance I can be a little bit more like jazz hands I, I can do that but where I don't yeah. know in, in one meeting, you've gone through all of those three different focuses. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. who are you? <laughs> who are yeah. you? I've definitely, so, yeah. had, I've definitely had a boss like that. Do Don't like, need nice. Yeah. Just need fair and consistent. <laughs> just be fair. Like, just be fair. Don't be, like, slapping my thigh. I, uh, 
Yeah. One day I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. Slap my thigh. Threw post-its at me in the middle of a group meeting. Threw a packet of post-its at me. Because, oh, but it's a bit pally. I'm not sure if... We're not friends. Like, and trust me, since I left that organisation, I've not spoken to that person since. I mean, so, I was about to say, do you answer, oh, such and such, can you just throw me those post-it notes? No! I said nothing. Come on, everyone. Get involved. Threw the post-its at me. I said, what? what? Yeah, that's another episode. Boy, Bacar. We're going to have to unpick it's that. Okay. We, we just went through the HR route. I don't have time. Like, personally for me... Like, as I said, in that, in that, all this for a check, we can do this the right way or the black way, whichever way you want to do it. Like, at the end of the day, after I had to go through that route, you're not asking me to do anything for you again, and that's how it should stay. Because if you don't respect me or my time, because it's not like, the thing is sometimes, is if you're an efficient and um, good worker, I would say this, that when you do go through these routes, whether it's through HR, through director, through your boss's boss, when you go through those routes, that person hasn't got a leg to stand on, especially if you are efficient and you're doing mm. your job. If you have good relationships with people in your team, with um, other, you know, people you come across in other departments, your work will speak for itself. So sometimes there are managers who will get away with these kind of bullying tactics mm. where they just kind of do these things and no one's spoken up. But when you speak up for yourself, because I, I don't think this woman really thought I was going to do anything. She really sitting there telling me, I, I've... <laughs> It's another episode. But when someone tells you to Google it, when someone, when someone tells you to Google it and they themselves don't even know how to set up something in your yeah. Outlook calendar, don't come for me because you don't even know how yeah. to use Outlook. So you're telling me to Google it. Okay. So then when that came up, she said, what do you want to do about it? I said, you don't have to speak to people. I told her point blank. Is that how you speak to your friends? <laughs> yeah, I do. I said, well, they're not your friends then. If that's how you sit around talking to people, trust me, they're lying to you. Oh, well, I don't believe that she... But what do you want to do about it? I want to speak to your boss. Bloop. Her face. Oh. Okay. I don't have time. So if you, like, I will just, I don't have time to be going through, I'm going to argue with you. Because you know when it's not going nowhere and they're trying to push you into that angry employee. And I would say to people who are going through difficult situations with their um, bosses or whatever, do not ever get drawn into that back and forth conversation. There's no mm. need. Just If you know that it's not going anywhere and they're not listening, they've stopped listening and they're now trying to place themselves as the victim and you are now the aggressor because you're coming at them mm. and telling them they've done certain things, cut the conversation. Me, I even pulled my chair back, you know. I said I was finished. Push my chair back. What are we going to do next? I'm going to talk to your boss. I don't have time. Yeah. And that's what I did. I said, you arranged, you arranged the meeting. You arranged it. Love it. Don't let these people take you for idiot. Like you're not yeah. an idiot. Like you know what you're doing. Please, if you've got managers that are doing what this person is doing, like oh I'm trying, like oh I'll take you for a pint. They know they're putting you into that friendship corner. So then when mm. you turn around and say no, I don't want to do it anymore, because that's what was happening with me. Oh we're kind of friendly. We have a chat, and then you turn around and you're actually abusing mm. this apparent trust we have. Yeah. We're not friends, and that's yeah. what I'm gonna let you know today. Yeah. So. After that, work was a lot more pleasant. There you I go. I say that. <laughs> uh, and when I left, I was, you know, I, I made peace, but, I, you know, I was polite about it. But yeah. if someone came to me and said, I'm thinking about taking a, a job under this person, yeah. I'd tell them, absolutely not. Yeah, Not true. with blood or money. Save yeah. yourself the stress. And I don't care. If she's listening, we can talk about it again. Because, you know, 
it was you were out of order. Yeah. My mum did not put me, my mum did not put me on this planet to go to work to somebody to throw post-it notes at me. We've been through too much as black people. Yeah, You no, are sure. not going to throw post-it notes at me in a meeting. Yeah. I, I'm, and I'm not trying to make it racial, but come on now. <laughs> You're going to throw a post-it at Sally Mae? No. <laughs> well, you throw a post-it at Latoya? Because you think, oh, it's ghetto, it's a little bit fun. Okay. <laughs> I've set her off at the end of the episode. <laughs> That's brilliant. She's gone off. Here she I've goes. Finished. I've finished. I've She's finished. finished. It's the coffee. Um, well, with this, actually, <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Tales from the Timeline. I really hope, or well, we really hope that you enjoyed that dilemma um, edition. Uh, we will be back very soon. As I said before, if you're not following us already, follow us on Instagram, snatch.podcast. Uh, drop us an email, contact at snatchpodcast.com, and you can listen to this podcast on four platforms, iTunes, Yay. Amazon, soundcloud and spotify but until then stay safe stay snatched and we'll see Mm -hmm. you around shortly bye bye